Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you. you we are live. We are in full effect. Uh, welcome ahead to the best time of your week ahead of time. With Mama Dada Astrology, I'm so happy and thankful and truly overwhelmingly blessed to be broadcasting again today, Wednesday, March the 29th. We are going to be discussing events in the week ahead, uh, covering Sunday, April the 2nd through Saturday, April the 8th. So I just am delighted. It's suns and Aries. It's springtime, new moon in Aries occurred already as of the 27th, just a couple of short days ago. The the moon is um, starting to, you know, fully wax at this point. So it's time. It's time. This is the time that you've been waiting for, we've been waiting for, we've been anticipating where we could finally make some power moves, take some physical actions towards our goals and dreams, knowing that they are going we are going to reap a harvest. <laughs> oh, this this show is not about karmic issues and energies for no reason. Karma uh begs that same energy that you will reap a harvest on seeds that you've sown. Trust me on thoughts that you've thought. Words that haven't even been spoken. You're gonna reap a harvest on them too. <laughs> so the the key is going to be so you don't have to live scared and all, oh, you know, I haven't been perfect. The karma's coming back on me. What the, is this why this is happening to me? The pot itself, if what you're going through is karmically related, it is. Um, <laughs> it is. And uh, the beautiful thing is we get our opportunity when you're talking about lessons of any kind, be they Saturn retrograde karmic lessons, which we will um, touch on today. I'll talk more in depth about it next week. Um, since uh, it, the retrograde doesn't occur until after Wednesday, I'll definitely hit on it again next week's show. But, you know, it, it puts a different, it sheds a different light or it sheds a different light on the darkness of a new moon, of a dark moon like we're having in Aries right now. It sheds a new light on that darkness and the importance, the vital importance of not only planting seeds, if talk to any farmers that that follow that that have long followed these moon phases that we astrologers swear by, uh, these that that even before the planting, there is a season that precedes that for planting. 
And thankfully, shout out, um, I've gone to far enough, and, and now I'm being reminded to shout out my 21-day challenge overcomers. We're to, to three, this day three. We're three days in. And so, uh, you know, eyes that haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man what God has in store, what God, God is absolute, has in store for those who sincerely and genuinely are seeking and following and doing and putting their money where their mouth is. And so, like I was talking to one of my mama's babies, so, you know, some things have happened in in their particular scenario during this very critical, pivotal karmic time of this new moon season that it's undoubted. It's it's on paper. (laughs) We got receipts to where it's like, you know, just you may not know what's coming, but it might be better than what you could have even thought. So make sure, and, and this dear precious mama baby, she, they, they do. They make sure that they are in, uh, on and in the, of receiving the thing that they want. Ain't got time to be in drama and strife. I know it's Venus retrograde and things haven't necessarily been smooth in relationships and partnerships, business or or otherwise, personal, familial, family. But guess what? If there, there's got to be something said for having sincere, genuine, good intentions. And, it, and the karma does come back around on that, too. When you think about karma, if you automatically think something crazy and, and horrible and bad, then, you know, that tells you kind of what frequency you're vibrating on. Because the karma swings both ways. If you've been planting good seeds, if this is another season we're embarking upon for planting as of today, if you're planting seeds, energetic seeds with the sun and Aries, you know, the action seeds where you're showing and proving, you don't have, it's not a lot of talking. It's war seed. Aries governs war. You're not really doing a lot of talking. you showing and proving. You're showing up early and you're proving in every action that you take, that you are aligned with yourself, with starting with knowledge of self, starting with love of self, starting with valuing yourself, okay? And so uh, definitely want to shout out my 21-Day Challenge Overcomers. We're at phase two. The the crew is back. <laughs> the crew is back. Uh, the gang is all back together. And, uh, you know, this is, this is what the first phase was about. This is what the first phase was for. This was why we had to do the Pisces season 21-day challenge the way we did so we could come up in this damn Aries new moon season and, and do the very thing we talked about doing ahead of time, which is talking shit, much shit. When it's all said and done, just give us to this Libra full moon so we could show ourselves how well we did. And then we can talk shit and, you know, whatever the fuck else we want to do. You know, it's like that. It's airy season. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that. Okay. Aries is brave. Aries is courageous. Aries is confident. Aries is passionate. Aries is determined and driven and ambitious. Okay. Now, they may not have the... Uh, <laughs> They're, they're, they're a cardinal sign, but, you know, they're the first sign. They're the, the first energy, the first, uh, you know, the babies 
so to speak, of the zodiac. So you may not get a lot of stick to itness. That's why I'm that Venus retrograde being in Aries means that, you know, it may not stick if you need somebody. Now, it could. We're in a time of reassessing and reevaluating our values, our relationships. So it could, in the reevaluation, you could find that, yes, this is exactly where I want to be. This is exactly who I need to be partnered up with. This is exactly the social situation I need to be a part of or want truly desire to be a part of. And so, um, you know, it, it it can go both ways. That's why this is. You, you, I must remind y'all that this is not the season, especially with Mer- Mercury retro right on the heels and cusp of Venus still in its retrograde phase and cycle and season. This is not the time to be, you know, making final decisions. It's the time to be reassessing. Just think of, think of. Um, Quicksand. This is quicksand. You you're not gonna build a house on quicksand, and it's a quicksand kind of season right now. Could be quick in and quick out. You thinking you hooking back up or reuniting, and you know, no, nah, we I was just reassessing, and you know, that. But you know, now that Venus sensation direct and is out the zone, I'm still I'm thinking another way. It, it's turned again. It's stationed. It's turned again. And so this is not where you're making concrete um, decisions, but you are giving yourself ample time and ample space, and you're giving others ample time and ample space to reassess their values, starting with themselves. Um, uh, I definitely have shouted out my 21-day challenge overcomers. I'm just excited. I can't apologize, but I can't go a step further without honoring revering and paying homage and remembering our divine righteous ancestors for without them we would not even be here. I couldn't have even done that little intro. So I'm so happy and thankful for their influence and, and presence um even on this show and every other show. And special shout out, thank you, thank you, thank you to Brother Ampu, our fearless leader here at the Inner Peace Lighthouse channel and frequency. We are so thankful for his divine essence and presence. Um, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So thank you, Brother Ampu. We appreciate you. We appreciate the opportunity to get together on this astro-ish ahead of time so we can stay ahead to keep from having to get ahead. Shout out to Nikki. Um, the, the show Nikki and Brother Ampu have been doing weekly has just been amazing. Of course, with my super saggy self, I had to get in make sure I didn't miss last week's episode where they were covering the sad energy and frequency. And um, uh looks like the one for Capricorn is already on the book for next week. So tune in, tune in, and support and share with others. If, if, if anything that you hear on this channel is benefiting you, shout out to Minister Julie, Imagination Guru. If you hear anything on this channel that inspires you and that you get gain anything from on a, on a, on an eternal basis, on an energetic basis, that's worth more than the, a lot of the stuff you can touch and trade in. And, you know, it, I'll speak on that here a little bit later regarding Venus retrograde and this being a really good season for, like, since we're reassessing value, 
Like if you're a thrifter or you shop at garage sales and stuff like that, ironically, this is a really, really good season for that. You might find a really great piece that that you see a lot of value in for a really great deal. But definitely um, support, continue to support the channel, continue to support Mama Dada Astrology. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the Astro Love gifts. They are much appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you for um, everything. I just appreciate it. And I know that your support of my astrology coach um, doesn't go unnoticed or unappreciated either. So I feel comfortable on behalf of um, Brother Ampu saying thank you for your continued support there as well. All right. I am going to, we're not going to delay. We're not going to linger today. We're just going to get to it. Um, I'm going to pick up where I left off last week, which was um, really today. Um, March the 29th, and then we'll jump into the week ahead. I'm going to go briefly through the rest of this week, and we're going to jump ahead and get at least up until that Saturn retrograde. Like I said, I'll I'll hit the Saturn retrograde hard information uh, next week. Um, today, the moon is has already entered Taurus, okay? Uh, we are still in the Aries new moon season, and we will continue to be in the Aries new moon season until the Taurus new moon season next month, okay? So, um, hold on two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Taurus new moon season starts. April the 26th, okay? So the new moon of March 27th, two days ago, the influence, the impact. Think about whatever was going on. I know I, I know what was going on with me and my mama's babies, of course. So I know that there are, were and are energetic things happening around the time of March 27th that are going to be impacting you or or calling for your attention to deal with it um, or to, um, uh, yeah, we'll just leave it to deal with it for now. Y'all know I'm about to go in, so I'm not going to get hung up on, on one word, um, to deal with it for the next few weeks. Now, we also, not only did we start an Aries new moon season, we started an astrological new year, okay, um, that, that this is the the first new moon of the astrological new year, okay? So we're setting off energetic tones. We're planting new energetic seeds that are going to affect us not only for the month ahead, certainly for the next year ahead. And when I get to I'm telling y'all, I, I just can't hardly wait to talk more on this Venus retrograde. I'm going to talk about the Venus retrograde in the week ahead because in the week ahead, on, where is it, where is she? On Sunday, the very first day of our week ahead, April the 2nd, at 6.25 p.m. Central Time, Venus retrograde, currently in Aries, is going to officially have backed up next this coming Sunday into Pisces. From Aries, the first sign of the zodiac, back into Pisces, that last and final sign that Venus already went direct through one time. But now that it's retrograde, it's quote-unquote backing up into these degrees of Pisces that it already went forward through, so now it's backing up into this area. Once Venus stations direct, this is happening on April the 2nd when Venus backs up into Pisces here in our week ahead. On April 15th, when Venus stations direct and is going to traverse 
forward direct once again through these final Pisces degrees back into Aries and, and, and forward, you know, until the next year or two when we get the next Venus retrograde, okay? So um, this is, you know, this is like pretty critical as well. That's why you got to look at that karmically because we're getting a chance to reassess some things and go back over some things and really dig deeper than we might have originally does when we were going through these. Um, y'all, I'm already talking about it. I'm just going to talk about it. The moon is in Taurus right now. I'll just mention that. Um, so and from now until uh, until uh, um, Saturday, the 31st, is that the 31st? No, Friday, the 31st, uh, at 11.40 a.m., around noon Central Time on Friday, the moon is going to enter Gemini. So between now and then, the moon is in Taurus, okay? And that just means that we are like Taurus is another Venus, hence Venus retrograde. Taurus is another Venus-ruled sign or constellation or area of space, Okay. And so that's probably why I can't help but skip straight to the Venus in the week ahead retrograding back into Pisces, okay? And so um, even here with the moon in Taurus, there's going to be a motivation, okay, a craving, an emotional satisfaction that we feel when we seek peace, when we seek comfort, when we seek security and serenity, when the moon is in Taurus, there's, there's, you know, this idea of sensuality. All of our five physical senses are activated, okay? We want to taste it. Come on. We want to have some good food and we want to taste something good. We want to smell something good. We want to feel good, Okay? And so the the impulse around this time is going to be here for the next few days until Friday afternoon is going to be to be comfortable, okay? Venus that rules Taurus brings the comfort. Venus brings the ease. Venus brings the opportunities to relax and the opportunities to stop and smell the roses, to slow down. Yes, we're in Aries, new moon season, and yes, the Aries, the moon was just in Aries, and we've been ready to go, raring to go, getting things off the ground, knocking stuff off the to-do, to-do list, taking um, decisive action. You know, we've been on the move, and now we're just at this place of emotional satisfaction that we get from slowing down just a little bit, just enough to be comfortable, okay? Maybe something occurred during your Aries new moon, those, you know, uh, maybe a a day or two before the 27th and a day or two since then, um, pretty much now, where uh, during that span of time, you know, maybe something happened or, you know, you had, you, you, you chose to do something that was, you know, hey, Aries is about war. Maybe you had to have a conversation. Maybe you had to confront some things within yourself. Maybe you had to go to war. And you need a moon in Taurus right now to bring you a little comfort and ease. (laughs) So, um, you know, hopefully it's welcome. Usually Venusian energy is welcome, but we have to consider Venus being retrograde and that some people may not be so com- Maybe if you were born with Venus retrograding your chart, you're chilling right now. This show is you. This is you right here. 
But maybe if you're not and you're not used to having to confront Venusian things in this energy from this, you know, direction or from this vantage point, that you could be having a little bit more difficult of a time, okay? And so um, definitely uh, make sure that, you know, I don't think – with the moon in Taurus, if somebody is literally still trying to go to war with you while the moon's in Taurus, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, I'd have to look at your specific chart, and I'd I'd be able to tell you from that vantage point. But this should be a few days where – um, you're tending to practical matters. Look, okay, you set, you're starting to really set these new moon intentions up, you know, solidify them, finalize them from whatever um, new moon brainstorming you ha- may have done about what you do want this season to be about, what you do want to accomplish during this new moon and Aries season and this astrological new year ahead. So maybe this couple of, few, couple of days is going to be about for you just, slowing down long enough to make sure that all the things that the Aries moon had you so passionate and ready to go on, that you now are taking into account practicality, how is this really, you know, I've done this brainstorming, this passionate, creative, bold brainstorming, you know, and now it's like I'm bringing practicality down, I'm bringing it down to earth, okay, and so um, just pleasure, um, Make sure that you are tending to your own self, bringing the ease and the comfort to your own self, not where you let yourself off the hook and you're lazy, the lower vibrations of Venus where you're lazy and self-indulgent and you eat up all the ice cream in one sitting, you know, not that, but where you bring the the ease and the comfort that Venus promises where you're able to you know, get some things done around the home that, you know, indulge all these senses, cooking, baking, um, singing, dancing, gardening. Um, Taurus is an earth sign. You can build structures because you have access to this practicality and this sense of determination, which in its lower vibration could manifest as stubbornness. But in in its highest um, form, it's just um, uh, determination. Um, uh, take considering the practical steps of a plan, your plan for your month ahead, your plan for your year ahead, okay? And then incorporating, this is a beautiful time to be doing some new moon rituals, especially if you want it while the moon is waxing, that you want to grow, that you want to increase, that you want more of. That's why it's vitally important now, and I'm hooking you all up with these moon signs, so you'll, you'll know some of these things that could emotionally satisfy you and focus on those and not on whatever is trying to linger on and hold on and cling to and come with you in your new season, in your new year. Okay? We've, we've, this, is the, this is war season. So nobody's playing. You can't play. If there's something trying to hold on that you, hey, you may be having to reassess it because we retrograding back through these degrees. You may be having to reassess it. Say So say Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde and Saturn retrograde all at the same time. But it doesn't mean you have to continue to make poor decisions Um or decisions that don't serve you and no damn body else associated with the damn decision. That's clear. 
That's undeniable, unmistakable. Ain't nobody winning in the situation. That's how you know it's some BS. It ain't real. Let it go. Leave it alone. But, you know, once again, with this being, uh, if you learn the lesson, you can you can start some new cycles. You don't have to repeat cycles if you learn the lesson. So say it's all these retrogrades, especially Saturn, the very planet and energy of hard lessons, life lessons, hard work, karma. Oh, I can't wait to talk about Saturn retrograde either, but I'm trying to jump ahead to Venus retrograde now. But I just wanted to mention this moon and Taurus for you guys. Um, if you need some divine inspiration, uh, celebrities born with moon and Taurus include Chris Brown, Pharrell Williams, Kobe Bryant, Diana Ross, Floyd Mayweather Jr., Kelly Rowland, Jamie Foxx, and Lisa Bonet, okay? Um, also, uh, just to throw it in there, um, stretching uh, Taurus rules the neck, so stretching your neck or focusing on your neck, maybe your throat chakra. That's why the singing is involved um, that could emotionally satisfy you at this time. Um, and then anything satisfying to those senses, trying new foods, trying new foods, trying new, new concoctions, new cocktails, new dishes, um, um, anything even related to the hand, uh, to the senses where you're actually uh, the Venusian influence of art and beauty where you're making pottery or sculpting clay or, you know, um, performing or engaging in sound therapy. Okay. Um, also, this afternoon, uh, we've already passed the its exactness at 12:16 p.m. Central. Um, Mercury trining Saturn. Okay, this is an influence that um, it has to be considered even amidst all these retrogrades. Um, that's Mar- uh, Mercury in Aries at 27 degrees. Uh, exactly 120 degrees away in a trine aspect to Saturn that's about to station retrograde at 27 degrees Sagittarius, okay? So we can, trines are gifts. They're considered gifts. They're considered easy, harmonious flows of energy, even if we don't see them as gifts. I'm noticing, I'm observing that over time, that the trines don't necessarily mean that it's going to be easy, that it's going to be uh, something that makes you happy, <laughs> but it is a, the easiest flow for these energies to relate with one another. So, you know, you just have to consider um, how you want to engage with these energies. With Mercury, of course, we're dealing with the mind, okay? We're dealing with paperwork. We're dealing with contracts. We're dealing with um, business and commerce and negotiation, talks, communication, travel, short-distance travel. They're within your local neighborhood. They're within your state, you know? And um, the beautiful, harmonious flow to Saturn means that there's that access that our mind has, our communications have, our um, short-distance journeys and travels and errands, you know, have towards this Saturnian energy that, of course, so far we've been talking um, in terms of karmic and hard work and lessons, but Saturn does bring, you know, you when you hear all those key words about Saturn, it's like, oh, shit, anybody trying to fuck with Saturn? <laughs> Who wants to go around with some hard work and some, you know, restriction and, you know, um, boundaries? Anybody got time for that? But um, tearing down, 
But Saturn does also bring the success, and Saturn does also bring the rewards that come from that hard work and and the benefits that come from paring down and restricting yourself and disciplining yourself, okay? So here the discipline is applied to the mind, okay? The paring down is applied to the well, it's a trine, so I don't want to read it that way um, right now. If I was speaking with someone, they were dealing with their own personal situation, and it, it applied differently, I would. But for the purposes, general purposes of this show, um, I definitely read it more as just having access to concentration. Saturn brings that lasting, enduring energy to the mind. So this, if you have to do... Um, Mercury is in the zone now, so it's cool because it, it makes it easy for us to take it slower with our paperwork, with our mental, with our movement, with our moving around, okay? Um, so just know that um, it may Saturn may pare down the communications, okay? It may be easy for you not to talk to somebody right now, okay? It may be easier for them not to talk to you right now. But you can, while you're in, um, experiencing that aspect of it, if you are, then just know that you have just as much easy and effortless flowing access to some, clearly some time. If you, if, if you, if it's somebody you're not talking to, you got some extra time, especially if y'all used to talk a lot. You have some extra time that you have access to some good concentration and some attention to detail and getting some and getting things done on time and neatly. The sustained mental effort you can really apply it to something mental, some mental task. Maybe it's a mental task coming to terms with the fact that you ain't communicating with this person no more, or at least for right now, or an indefinite amount of time. Venus is retrograde. You don't know when the shit gonna turn. Especially if it done officially turned and it ain't turning back. <laughs> Thank God we have access to, uh, even with this, uh, we have the easiest access of uh, flow of, with our minds and our communication and our movements to Saturnian people in our life. Maybe as a result of that, you're uh, consulting with elders, authority figures, um, these Saturnian people, parents, okay, um, and and. They will respect you, and they will be more than happy to talk to you, okay? And they will be more than happy to mentor and guide you and give you advice. Um, Whatever you do decide, be very mindful. That's why I love that there's this easy flow of Saturn to Mercury in this instance because we get to pare down these thoughts, okay, trim the fat on them. We get to pare down our communications. We're not frivolously, when we got, if we actually have the nerve to open our mouth during this time to say something to somebody, you know, it's the, it's the bare bones necessity, what needs to be communicated. And, it's, and Saturn brings a, more of a serious, you know, practical influence to our mind and our thoughts and our communications, okay? So keep that in mind. That's pretty, that's exact as of today. Um, people who were born with Mercury trying Saturn in their natal chart, like Aaliyah. Aaliyah was born with this aspect. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Taraji P. Henson. Um, then that definitely um, describes someone who's persistent, okay? Their mind has this lasting energy 
easily associated with it. So they're persistent, they're persevering, they're persevering, okay? And that usually leads to success. Once again, Saturn is that hard work. You're going to work. It may be hard work. It may be smart work. It may be hard work. But you're going to work, but you're going to reap the rewards and the benefit. You're going to get the success that comes come from it. Saturn is a lasting energy. You might have to wait a little while. You might have to wait a long while. You might have to wait a Saturn cycle, seven years. <laughs> but you you just focus on, we just need to focus on being diligent, okay, sustaining our efforts, taking advantage of this Saturn influence that is allowing us to sustain our efforts, that is giving us access to diligence, okay, and it is allowing us to actually enjoy the process, however long it is, because we're we're happy. This is the easiest flow of energy from our mind being perfectly satisfied in a relationship with it, with Saturn. Okay, um, yeah, this is awesome. I love this energy. Uh, 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 don't run from during this time. Uh, cling to any. Saturn energy that you can, stability, okay? Value stability right now, and it will benefit you. Um, at least it will benefit your mind. It will satisfy your mind, your mercury, your movement, okay, your flow if you cling to structure, okay? Structuring your life as best you can, to your satisfaction. You're the author. You're the creator. You're the director. You're the producer. What do you, we're in a new moon with a clean slate. What do you want? Structure your life around that. It will benefit you. It's a, a gift is being dropped on you when you do. Cling to your routine. I know, I know. There's Uranus and all this, and, you know, stuff can happen out of nowhere. But if you, during this time, if you apply yourself to these, some of these Saturnian energies, uh, it should extremely satisfy your mind, okay? I'll leave it at that for now and let you interpret the rest of your personal situation. Um, Tomorrow. March the 30th, Jupiter squares Pluto, okay? We show in before, so, I mean, uh, just to run it by you real quick um, and refresh your memory, this is talking about anything Jupiter is attached to, it's expanding, okay? Just know that. And it's a square, so it's a challenging aspect to Pluto. Power, control, uh, transformation, okay? Um, wealth. Pluto is definitely, there's an aspect of, of, of and generational wealth at that uh, because Pluto governs Scorpio in that eighth house where we're talking about shared resources and we're talking about generational wealth, okay? But it's in a challenge aspect. And this really just reminds you, it just talks about what you're willing to do to to succeed. And how important it is during this time to consider how just how you're you're willing to succeed. Okay. 
Uh, if you're trying to cut corners, quick, get rich quick and manipulate people and play mind games to get what you want, you may actually get what you want. I, you could. You could actually get what you want even now, even with the Jupiter square Pluto. But I promise you it's going to be some challenges. <laughs> you're going to be forced to turn a corner. So you you may want to be proactive about it and turn a corner in advance before you get hemmed up in some old crazy situation where your freedom may potentially be on the line. Come on. Uh, and, and turn a corner on the on the front end where you say, you know what, I'm going to choose something higher. Pluto, when you go higher octave with Pluto, you're making, you're not, you don't need to control somebody else. You don't need to manipulate anybody else. You're not acting out of jealousy or compulsion or obsessiveness, obsession. You're acting out of your power and your ability to control you, and you choose the higher way to succeed, and, and, you, and you walk in that powerful um, energy, okay? And so um, uh, Jupiter, Jupiter ruled areas like religion and philosophy, higher learning, college kind of thing, uh, energy travel, especially um, uh, long-distance travel, foreign, you know, issues, foreigners, other cultures. Um, you can definitely uh, find some success in these areas. So, uh, you know, and uh, and Jupiter also rules, you know, law, legal, justice, high morals. You you will, you can find some I know it's not always popular, especially in this society, to be a person of high moral fiber. I know that shit ain't popular. Trust me, with my super Sagittarius stuff, I know. I am not popular most of the time. People do not want to hear about doing the damn right thing. But, you know, there's, and, and I have my own, you know, knowledge of right and wrong and what that really means because it really, it really has to do with you. Someone who considers themselves having sinned, they've sinned against their own self, their own moral, inner moral compass of right. That's why on the highest vibration, Jupiter represents a state of general well-being. If you ain't after no goddamn body and you ain't had to manipulate and co- covertly operate <laughs> on some low vibrational, crazy uh, motivation type stuff, trying to get what you want and going through 85 sleazy ways to do it, um, you know, you don't have to worry. That's why Jupiter is the great benefic, the great benefic. It don't share it with nobody. And I just got to telling you that whatever Jupiter touches, it expands. That's That's some shit right there. When you talk about interactions and relationships between two energies, two planets, you can put Jupiter up with any damn one of them, and Jupiter going to expand it. It's going to have the expanding or the advancing influence, the growing influence. That's pretty deep. That's pretty powerful. So that's why I'm telling you uh, or suggesting that you access Jupiter on these higher octaves of, of, of um you know, your inner moral fiber and compass. You'll find out if your inner moral fiber and compass is quote unquote quote right or wrong because you'll uh with this square I promise that you're gonna have some opportunities to be challenged by it. Even if it's just inwardly. Okay. I hope by the time it makes its external or outward expression that you have uh, you know, figured it out more so. 
now, if you were born with Jupiter, square Pluto in your chart, like Albert Einstein, Eminem, Bruce Lee, singly enough, Ted Bundy and Scott Peterson, Maya Angelou, um, I say to her, Zoe Saldana, Shaquille O'Neal, Richard Pryor, I say, Pia Mowry, Shaka Khan, Samira Mowry, and Dionne Warwick. Um, then this is talking about people who have tremendous drive to succeed, okay? Just like the transit suggests that we're uh, all being influenced now, we want to succeed. We just can't. We just have to. We, we're being admonished with these higher vibrations of Pluto to do it with the, um, you know, think about yourself first. Sure, I'll be the first one to say do that. But after you think about yourself, by all means, think about others. Think about the people that you share energetic resources with. It don't have to be financial and physical resources. It can be energetic resources, people that you have deep, intimate, emotional ties and bonds to. Think about how it's going to impact them afterwards, okay? It'll benefit you in the long run. You'll enjoy your success much more. You can enjoy the expansion of Jupiter on this frequency and energy and turn a corner more fluidly and adapting with that change in turn versus having your corner turned off in your ass <laughs> and finding out the hard way that it don't pay. It may pay, but that, that it, it does come back on you. If you're not considering these other people, that then you'll have to deal with that karma as well, okay, that they're going to have a reaction to it. They're going to have a response to it. Maybe everybody don't like getting manipulated. Maybe everybody don't like you games trying to control their trying to control them. Everybody don't appreciate it. But maybe some consequences that you have to um experience with those choices. So um these people are definitely determined to succeed, you know, and um they just may deal with uh obstacles but they tend to uh the drive they tend to overcome them, people born with this uh, aspect. Also, March 30th, tomorrow, 6, 12 p.m. Central, the moon does trine Pluto and go void. Okay, so I told y'all the moon was going to go into um, Gemini on the 31st, on Friday afternoon. Well, Thursday evening, it goes void, okay? So whatever, um, you know, during this 17-hour and 28-minute period, that the moon is void in Taurus, um, you're not working on new initiatives. You're finishing up things you've already begun, okay? If it's something you've already started, feel free. Go for it. You're taking stock. You're more reassessing kind of energy, editing, reviewing, refining, okay? Um, that night, overnight, uh, Thursday night, should get really good peaceful rest. And it's also a good time to get rid of excess. Um, it's at night, so I'm not really worried about anybody going to an interview or making a, a presentation. I probably wouldn't have, like, a really important talk with somebody Thursday, you know, night um, just because. Or if there's something that you don't, I got to talk about it from both angles. If it's something you don't, well, there's, there's been some times I looked up, I, I it, something occurred, and I looked, and it was during a void moon, and I was like, yes. <laughs> it's all good. Nothing's going to come from it, likely. You know what I mean? And I could kind of just 
rest in knowing that it occurred in this area of space where it's not fruitful to plant anyway. So if something got planted, it, it likely ain't going to even bust a sprout. So that's cool. Then also on Friday the 31st, 11.30 a.m., Mercury enters Taurus. Okay, so the same Mercury that just trying Saturn and is, you know, this mind, this mental energy that's being beautifully gifted from Saturn, the virtues of concentration and structure and routine and planning and practicality is entering a practical area of space, another Earth sign. Saturn that's trining Mercury at this time, it governs Capricorn, okay? Um, this Mercury is entering, which is an Earth sign. Mercury is entering Taurus here on Friday, 11:30 a.m. Central, uh, which is another Earth sign along with Capricorn. Taurus is another Earth sign, and so there's this strong energy. This is like the universe kind of reiterating that our minds, as it, as Mercury even moves into Taurus, as it's trining Saturn, our minds are going to we're going to be mentally for sure satisfied to be that, to, to, uh, to maneuver in ways that are really grounded, okay? You might, may find yourself at more outside, more enjoying nature and enjoying outdoors. Um, it'll find us very practical, relying more on common sense, more head than heart, more practical and grounded than you know, airy or, or fiery. It's not really going to be about passion when Mercury is in Taurus, or at least not for all of us. I do have some horoscopes for y'all, but I may have to speak on it next week, um, the horoscope specifically. But, well, I may just go through it briefly so y'all at least know. Um, when Mercury, Mercury is like this quick-moving energy, if you can't tell. It moves through these signs so fast when it's going direct. Um, but in Taurus, it slows down. That that quick-witted and fast mo- the, the energy of movement, you know, it slows down. It steadies. It steadies itself. Okay, and so we'll, we'll find our communication during this time uh, more on practical things and solid ideas and solid values, you know. Um, It's also, like I mentioned before, Taurus, because I, I talked about the moon being in Taurus uh, right now today, March the 29th, um, that it can be stubborn on a low vibration, okay? So you may really see that in others. Mercury is people's minds, and you'll be able to tell what vibration they're operating through by if they're showing you Stubbornness, where they're being rigid and inflexible, <laughs> or if they're being, if they're just, you know, determined and they're, you know, focused and they are, because um, it's fixed, it's a fixed sign, but the fixedness can manifest in either way. Um, but it still shows up that it's not budging, it's not going to move. That could not, even as in addition to that affecting others, of course, that can affect you where you're, you know, maybe you need to be more rigid about certain things, and this um, transit is going to help with that. It's going to help you set in and fix in your mind 
whatever you need to, okay? Um, and being outdoors and enjoying and, and, and indulging your five senses may help, okay? Practical things, nurturing things, it's the earth energy. Um, uh, this is a, a play, an area space where ideas can grow. So by all means, especially while all this stuff is retrograde and we really can't just say definitively one way or another how things are going to be, we can at least set in our minds how we would like them to be and plant. This is the earthy area space we can plant. We're planting anyway in this new moon phase. So we can begin to plant um, the ideas we have, we have and continue to watch them develop through the moon phase and uh, as well through, you know, Mercury's transit through Taurus. Clearly it's going to be retrograding here, so we're going to have plenty of time to tend to these ideas that we are um, starting to plant now, okay? And obviously the, the quality of soil, that's why it matters what frequency you're vibrating on at any given time because the quality of your soil is going to very much and the amount of watering you're doing literally and figuratively, uh, uh, watering figuratively is talking about them emotion, the, the emotions. In astrology, tarot, all that, water talks about emotions. So it, it, we not, you know, I know Saturn is, this Saturn energy, um, this Earth energy is prevalent in, in, uh, when it comes to our mental and our minds and the Mercury energy right now, but uh, you can't just ignore. I mean, even t- right now today, the moon is in Taurus. Our mood, emotions, we're emotionally satisfied by. It doesn't mean we're not experiencing emotions. It doesn't mean we're suppressing emotions. It means we are ex expressing emotions in an earthy way by tending to the, the needs of our five physical senses or the desire, our need and desire for comfort and ease and social, you know, the, the, the Venusian element that, that Taurus is governed by, art and beauty, okay? Um, this Taurus, Mercury and Taurus would slow down our communications and our conversations and, and allow us the time and the energy that we need to languish. Maybe you just, you know, talk to somebody for hours again, like the good old days, <laughs> or like when Mercury was in Taurus last, okay? And it's retrograding through here, so it's going to be here for a while. You might as well take your shoes off and kick off your shoes and relax your feet, party on down to the beat, Okay. So um, some celebrities that were born with Mercury and Taurus are Con- Gemini, Kanye West, Gemini, Naomi Campbell, Gemini's um, Janet Jackson and Lenny Kravitz. I think they were all Gemini's. Okay, yeah, every last one of them. Morgan Freeman, Ella Fitzgerald, Malcolm X, Notorious B.I., Stevie Wonder, and Lisa Lefty Lopez. I say rest in peace and power. Um, for Taurus, y'all know I start with the inner, wherever the energy is at. Mercury's entering Taurus here um, this week on Friday. So I'm starting with Taurus. Taurus, it's happening in your sign, okay? So anytime Mercury retrograde is happening in your sign, you are basically <laughs> the poster child. For, you're going to be the poster child for all things related to this Mercury retro, okay? Um uh, or not Mercury retro. We're not talking about Mercury retrograding. It is going to retrograde here, but while it's direct here, um, 
your mental energy is definitely going to surge. It's going to increase. And you're going to, you know, likely be focusing on heavily on all things mercurial, mental information that you're gathering, ideas that you're, you know, um, planting and nurturing and watering, you know, um, short-term plans, short-distance travel, okay? And um, I don't know, you you definitely are probably going to have a major message um, that you receive during this time. It's highly likely. Leo, um, for you, your mind's going to be on your goals. Your mind's going to be on your long-term plans. Your mind's going to be on the direction your life is headed in and, you know, all things Saturn and karmic related. Am I doing the right thing? Have I done the right thing up until now? What is the right thing for me? You know, your inner compass of what right and wrong is. And am I doing that? You sin when you sin against yourself. You experience karma when you, I'm living the shit right now, I know. <laughs> um, you're likely, Leo, to be more practical and responsible and kind of, you know, people pretty much see you as serious. So the authority, they may come to you like a parent during this time of Mercury going through Taurus. Okay, Leo? Um, Scorpio, uh, for you, Mercury going through Taurus is your opposite sign. Taurus is your opposite sign. So everything dealing with the other, so somebody out, anybody outside of you, also your shadow self, you're going to be dealing with those issues mentally and processing and ideas related to those things. That's going to be a mental focus for you, peace and harmony um, uh, in your relationships, possibly compromise. You could possibly be very indecisive, Scorpio, about what you're thinking about, about what's on your mental, about what's being communicated to you, about what communications you receive. You can be um, you know, indecisive about it or there could be, it could be stress or disharmonious in your relationship to these um, others and to messages you probably possibly receive from others or give to others, okay? Uh, You can can most easily see both sides and you're in the best position to compromise, um, but because of the equally uh, easy access to being indecisive and stressed about um, potential disharmony, uh, I would just say, you know, uh, this seventh house is Venus ruled house, so just take it easy on yourself, okay? Be easy and comfort yourself um, while you are dealing with partnership issues in your mind, okay? For Aquarius, Mercury going through Taurus is uh, highlighting your fourth house, okay, of your inner foundation, your emotional core, Aquarius, okay? Your home, your family, the way you comfort and support your own self, additionally, the way others support and comfort and are there for you, just like family, whether they're related or not, uh, Mercury being in Taurus, and, of course, you got throwing Mercury retrograding through this area is going to speak to that, okay? You're going to be thinking about it. You're going to be communicating about it um, or not. While Mercury is retrograde, you could be keeping it more to yourself. So we'll see. It's the most private part of your chart. So, you know, protect, uh, build yourself up, Aquarius. Gird yourself up in your mind and connect the mind to those emotions and you'll fare a lot better, okay? This is a major area of life for you, for Scorpio, for Leo, and for Taurus. So take it seriously. Um, mentally discipline yourself. Don't um, 
you know, Taurus, like I said, where Mercury's um, going through, it's ruled by Venus and on a below vibration. It can get real lazy and it can get real indulgent. Um, but Aquarius, for you, for sure, with this fourth house uh, contact, um, you know, go with your gut. Go with your gut, and you and you can, and you'll be glad that you did. Virgo, um, for you, Mercury going through Taurus is uh, talking about uh, for you and Capricorn since it's going through Taurus. Your sister signs Taurus are Virgo and Capricorn, and so for Virgo, you get to kind of share in this um, energetic activation with Taurus. Okay, Virgo. And it should be giving you more access to optimism, more access to seeing the bigger picture, exploring bigger ideas, um, uh, uh, any plans, any information you want to gather, any paperwork, any talks about, any communication about, expanding, growing, advancing, higher learning, long-distance travel. Okay, that's, that's your thing right now, okay, Virgo? You're in a position to, to, to write, speak, teach, learn, you know, whatever you want to know, and, and also to learn from, learn from others and teach others as well, okay? Should be good. Capricorn, uh, for you, like your sister, Virgo and Taurus, you're experiencing Mercury through Taurus uh, through a very beautiful aspect, and so it's talking about your heart, Capricorn. It's talking about living and loving from an open heart, whether that manifests in, you know, putting this love into a creative project, putting this love and access to positivity and generosity into telling creative stories, uh, being the center of attention, uh, uh, helping other people feel better, Um, or uh, even benefiting you in the area of your romantic and dating life, okay, and or your life with any ch- uh, child. Clearly that is completely two separate ideas. I hate that I even have to say that in this darn day and age. But I'm not <laughs> romance and dating is one thing. Children is another aspect of this and separate aspects of this fifth house, okay, Capricorn. Boy, we live in a crazy mixed-up world that I even have to say that. Um, can you are dealing with uh, experiencing Mercury going through Taurus through your 11th house of Aquarius, okay? So I want you, Cancer, I know, I know. Cancer is the energy that is, uh, you know, talking about that fourth house that I was just mentioning with Aquarius, and that's so funny, and then Cancer is dealing with this from the Aquarius house. Um, but I know naturally, Cancer, you like to insulate, you like your home, you like to nurture yourself and you crawl up in your crab shell. But this Mercury going through Taurus, and you're going to get a, a good amount of time with Mercury retrograding through here to, to figure it out. So go ahead and open your mind up now, expand your mind now to let in a little light. Okay, to to let your and your heart, your mind, your it's Mercury, so we're talking about the mind. But I know Cancer, you're you're so insure, and it is so emotional in your area of space that I want you to just let some light in to think enough to think outside the box, Cancer. Okay, about how you're um, moving and flowing and communicating. Let some light in. Think outside the box. Uh, access some unusual and different ideas outside of your normal MO, okay? Um, 
to find yourself drawn to the part of yourself and others that it allows themselves to be an individual, to be original, to be unique and, and not shame, to be unique and proud, to be rebelliously unique. Look, in a, in a world where everybody is conforming and, look, botting, roboting, looking the same as the next one, cookie cutter, let some light in and allow yourself to enjoy the potentialities that open themselves up to you when you um, just let who you uniquely, genuinely, originally are shine through. Maybe you'll end up this area of space also talks about friends and groups. So maybe you end up communicating with or re-communicating with, especially with when you want to throw that Mercury retro on it, it will eventually retrograde in Taurus. Um, that you allow yourself to communicate with that make you feel even better about how unique you are. Okay, Cancer? Um, it it could help. Um, and, and also uh, you may find that you are able, 11th House also rules humanitarian causes, you may find that who you uniquely are uh, benefits the world in some way, okay, and you end up finding your place during this time. Pisces? Uh, your third house is being lit up by Mercury going into Taurus. So you, this is a mental house. This is a Mercury house, Pisces. And I know this ain't so energy naturally depending on your particular chart, but you can really do some stuff with some information during this time. It's going to be a busy time, Pisces. You're going to be coming across a lot of information. You're going to be sharing a lot of information, learning a lot, teaching, speaking, writing. Um, uh, it, it suggests open communication and just sharing. So somewhere through this journey, um, you, I have a feeling you're going to discover some information that impacts your life in a significant way, okay, Pisces? So uh, they're on a low vibration. This area of space can be real bad with, like, gossip and stuff. So uh, Mercury's trining Saturn. So by all means, the energy is still to pare down, even for you, Pisces. This is for everybody. But since you're having this um, third house transit, I want you especially to uh, keep that in mind and monitor that if you don't have if you don't have anything good to say, Pisces. All right, because it's gonna retrograde through here, so you might it might come back it might come back on you <laughs> real easy. Okay, Sagittarius. Uh, Mercury going through Taurus for you is talking about you um, accessing uh, the sixth house of, of details. Okay, so. It, it, there's a potential for, for stress here, but I want you to channel, Sagittarius, I want you to channel any difficult mental energy into your work, your routine, getting things done that have to get done, okay? This is another Earth area of space, so it, the sixth house is governed by Virgo, Earth. Talking about practicality, some more. Mercury's being trined by an Earth energy, Saturn. And it's, and I'm telling you right now about Mercury going through an Earth sign Taurus in an Earth house for you, generally for all Sagittarius, sun, moon, and rising, okay? And so I want you to use the, any, any excess energy, mental energy, to get things done, Sagittarius, to get projects out of the way, Anything that, that even if it's a big task, break it down into smaller tasks and get those smaller tasks done on your way 
to eating that elephant one bite at a time. Give yourself something to focus on because you're going to, even though it's the earth uh, house, Virgo, sixth house, it's ruled by Mercury. Take that. (laughs) So you like your um, sister Pisces, since both of y'all are ruled by Jupiter. That's your sister too, even though Pisces is a water sign and Sag is a fire sign. Y'all both ruled by Jupiter. Take that. And so y'all both are being asked to pare down for you going to be in your daily routine. You don't have, Sagittarius, you're not going to have time for a whole bunch of extra. You're going to have time to do what you got to do. And that's probably going to be about it. If you try to do a whole bunch more during this time, you're likely to get stressed out because you're already focused on details. You're already focusing on the little things. You're already working on your plans. You're already being practical and exacting at that in the sixth house. So don't do it to yourself. Hook yourself up, pare down, and and take advantage of the access that you have with, like I was uh, mentioning, with Pisces, Mercury, Chinese Saturn, of concentration and 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 um, and employing this Earth energy, this sixth house that you have, Mercury through Taurus going through Mercury going through Taurus, the Earth sign going through an Earth house for you, and trining an Earth energy. So accept the gift and apply yourself to as much Earth energy as you can, and you will fare much better, I am sure, during this time. Okay, Sagittarius. Aries, for you, it's second house. Aries, uh, uh, Mercury is leaving Aries and going into Taurus. So, hey, it went from that first house energy to a second house energy, the same energy I was talking about with the moon phase, the moon two-day on March 29th being in Taurus, and the difference from just one day ago, it being in Aries that it, it, the energy can kind of slow down. But if you're in, I know Aries, that's not your favorite word. Slow down is the Aries probably least favorite word. But I, I, I want you to consider that some things that have occurred uh, while Mercury was in your sign that requires now a slower hand and a more practical eye and mind. Okay, this we're talking about Mercury here going through your second house. So the mind slows down, and that's to your benefit. So you can think things through, okay, Aries, and make quality decisions that will satisfy these senses, <laughs> okay? And second house is also an area where your self-confidence is and your self-esteem is. So, look, if it is what it is, Aries, and you slow down, it ain't going to be to your detriment, especially in a Venus retrograde. That's what we all supposed to be doing. And this is a Venus ruled house, second house, Taurus house. So give yourself that time. Give other people that time. If it is what it is, you can't mess it up by slowing down no way. It's Venus retrograde for whoever you're dealing with, too. They need to slow down, too. But you for sure, Aries, sun, moon, and rising. Uh, you can also be stubborn, so watch out for that low vibrational manifestation of this energy um, to, to help yourself kind of stay open enough to enjoy. Second house is ruled by Venus. By all means, you should be enjoying yourself right now. Uh, hell, Mercury's it, it, transiting Taurus, which I'm talking to you specifically about now, through your Taurus house. 
So by all means, with all this Venus and energy, continue to reevaluate, especially Aries. Venus was just in, in, um, in your sign, still in your sign until next week when it retrogrades back into Pisces. You know, by all means, continue to reassess and reevaluate the ways that you value yourself and and your values, your self-esteem, your self-worth, okay? Uh, and, and, and instead of focusing on any type of stubbornness and just doing shit to be doing stuff, uh, focus on being determined, okay? If, you're, if, you, if there was something going on while Mercury was in Aries that you are truly passionate about, be it a relationship, be it a situation, be it an opportunity, uh, then by all means, make this period of time while Mercury going to be here a while retrograde to, to stay, stay the course. If it if it's really valuable to you, to you you'll be determined and you'll see it through. So Mercury, um, you know, coming out the zone on the on the back end after it's stationed direct. Gemini, uh, you are dealing with Mercury through Taurus, experiencing this through the twelfth house. So you gonna be out of anybody. You're likely the one to be kind of on your own to yourself, keeping your um, ideas and 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 your plans to yourself. Because you don't want nobody. This is a 12th house area space. You're protecting it. You're practicing extreme self-care when it comes to your mind. You are definitely, you know, allowing these earth and Saturnian energies to help you to focus. You need it right now, okay? Um, you, you, you could utilize that even to, to give yourself some more opportunities to access your imagination and, and your daydreams and dreams and fantasies and even analyze those, especially while Mercury is retrograding, you can find yourself really analyzing your dreams and your visions and your imagination and, and, and making progress in the, based on this area. Okay, you got your mind on your dreams. You got your mind on your dream life, okay, and it should benefit you if you access this energy in its highest expression, in its lowest expression, you could just be thinking about all the wrong things and lost in escapism and, and can't climb your way out. So um, tap into your spirituality and the spirituality of the mind, Gemini, and I think you'll find a nice bridge to this mental and these mental and spiritual energies that are converging on you, okay? Libra, last but not least, you are experiencing um, Mars, uh, uh, excuse me, Mercury transiting Taurus through uh, the 8th house. So it's going to be a very transformational time potentially for you, Libra, okay, especially when it pertains to people that you share energetic resources with, people you have deep and intimate relationships with, people that you have deep sexual relationships with, people that you have psychological ties and relationships, taboo relationships potentially too. Uh, but it, if it doesn't have to do with anybody else, Libra, which I doubt it, <laughs> but even if it doesn't have to do with anybody else, um, this is going to be a time for your mind to transform, for you to be renewed in your mind, okay, reborn, rebirth. Something may have to die in your thinking process only for uh, something new and higher uh, to be reborn. Think about the caterpillar and the butterfly. The caterpillar got to go bye-bye if you want to get to that butter butterfly, okay? And so your approach during this time, your mental approach to situations is going to be, tend to be serious. You, just like Pluto that governs this eighth house in Scorpio, um, 
and I was talking about when I was talking about Jupiter square Pluto earlier in the show. And this ain't no area space. Ain't nobody playing in this area space. It's pretty serious when you talk about psychology, when you're talking about, you know, taboo and obsession and jealousy and compulsion and control and manipulation, okay? But on the most positive end, you're going to have access to a really powerful and strong mind, okay? You're going to be able to focus uh, your mind in more probably grounded and earthy ways since Mercury is going through Taurus, okay? Uh, Friday, uh, just a few minutes later, 11.40 a.m. Central, the moon finally enters Gemini, okay? And we're going to end this week out and start our week ahead in a very, once again, a Mercury-ruled area of space. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. So we got, uh, we were talking a lot about Mercury last week. Mercury still is begging our attention, so that tells me what you think. What you're saying, the end of the, the mental seed, come on. Mercury rules that mind, and it can talk about you actually writing things down, the energy of writing and, and, and communication. How, whatever form of communication your mind wants to communicate through, that's being highlighted still very prevalently in our current week, and we're about to jump off into the week ahead. So we end and begin, we end this week and begin our week ahead being emotionally satisfied by craving and motivated by a desire to communicate, a desire to think and learn, a desire for variety, Gemini suggests, okay, um, and, and, and change, adapt to Gemini's immutable sign. So there's, there's this desire to move for movement. We're curious in Gemini, okay, um, uh, uh, and, and so we want to be mentally satisfied with this Mercury rule, Gemini, that the moon's going to be going through as we end this week and start the next one. So consider that. Keep that in mind. We're going to want to communicate. We're going to want to talk. We're going to want to send messages and receive messages and run errands. We're not going to probably want to sit still. We're going to, this is a weekend, or we're going to want to take short trips and make connections and flirt and, you know, write, read, teach, learn, socialize, be witty, you know, catch up with people. So that's going to be the energy that we go out with. Some some celebrities that were born with Moon and Gemini are Barack Obama, Tina Turner, 50 Cent, Nelly, Lamar Odom, Herbie Hancock, KRS-One, Karuchi Tran, George Foreman, and Craig David and Maya. All right, we are in the week ahead. Thank you so much. I see y'all on the line listening. I appreciate you guys. Um, I I'm, I got stuff to do today. I'm so I was supposed to bend off the line because I said I wasn't gonna go the whole two hours today. But I just love y'all so much. That's why I come back every week. You know, that's my payment. That's my astro love gift. Is um, you know, you guys, you guys just continue consistent faithful support. I really, really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all, that that motivates me to come back. <laughs> if I never get an Astro Love gift, it motivates me to keep coming back um, because y'all keep coming back. All right. Uh, we start the week ahead in, with the moon in Gemini. Um, Sunday, April the 2nd, 2.43 a.m., the moon does go void in Gemini, okay? So we literally have the weekend as of Sunday rising, 9.43 a.m. Central. 
it'll still be in Gemini. It just goes void for three hours and 44 minutes. So it's not that long at all. It's Sunday rising. Um, I don't know. I hope I don't think anybody's doing like interviews or presentations um, at that time. But between 9:43 a.m. Central and 1:27 p.m. Central um, on Sunday, the moon is void. FYI, get together with people you done hooked up with before. You know, not brand new people. Obviously, if you meet somebody in a void moon, that is a message in and of it in and of itself to you. So read into that what what you will. <laughs> Um, uh, as of 1.27 p.m., the moon does enter Cancer, where we will be having the quarter moon. I definitely want to uh, mention that before I get off the line with you today. Uh, the quarter moon is in Cancer. That's the moon in Cancer at 90 degrees, a square aspect, 90 degrees away from the sun in Aries. Cancer is a water sign that deals, once again, we've talked about water already in the show today, that deals with emotions. Pluto that governs Scorpio in the eighth house does too, FYI. We've been talking about that energy and frequency. But when the moon enters Cancer Sunday afternoon, this is going to be that Sunday afternoon where you want to get together with the family and have like a big meal, you know. It's that kind of energy because Cancer is that nurturing, mothering, nurturing in every way. If you're nurturing somebody, you're feeding them. If you're nurturing somebody, you give them a hug. If you nurture somebody, you listen to what they have to say. And if you're nurturing somebody, there's potential for healing there, okay? So there's healing with the food. There's healing with the love. There's healing with the just the emotions and the energy. But also we could find when the moon um, is in cancer that we are healed, uh, when we can can go home within ourselves, okay, when we can comfort ourselves and, and, and experience without any, since it's this most private part of the chart where nobody's really around because it's that deep down on the inside of our core, uh, that you are able to give that to your own self. Your own emotional needs are met by yourself providing the peace and the quiet. For yourself, this is the area, space, this is the time when the moon is in cancer where we're most likely to be a homebody, okay, where we're most likely to be emotionally satisfied by and motivated to be at home, to tend to things around the home, domestic activities, our own personal needs, our own emotional needs. Um, That's what family get-togethers, maybe you have an emotional need to host people in your home, to decorate your home. Maybe you're doing it for yourself. Maybe you're doing it for those that support you like family, those that uh, that gird you up the way you do. They support you the way you support you, okay? Very, very emotional um, area of space. And as it relates to that quarter moon, that's on Sunday um, afternoon. The quarter moon is on Monday. Afternoon, 1.39 p.m. Central, we've got the first quarter moon in Cancer at 14 degrees. Um, and so we're talking about this area of space where the moon is in Cancer and we're feeling, okay, we're in touch with our innermost core emotional needs and feelings. And the sun is still active in Aries where we're talking about our, the actions that we're taking. So there, there likely will be here at the beginning of the week some opportunities 
or an opportunity may present itself for you to turn a corner emotionally. Or you could be turning this corner in by way of your actions. Maybe you finally take this corner turning action that satisfies your inner foundation, that really makes you feel secure and strong emotionally. Um, or you could be turning an emotional corner based on an action that you take, okay? Because you take a particular action, uh, your emotions are satisfied, or vice versa, because of this place that you've gotten to emotionally where you're strong on your inside, supporting yourself and you're feeling supported, that you're able to finally take some uh, life-altering or, de- you know, defining decision moment where you're where you're able to turn a corner in, in, in a certain action that you take, okay? So that's quarter moon in Cancer on Monday. And, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and wind things down with uh, getting you through Wednesday, the show next week, which um, after the quarter moon on Tuesday, 3.45 p.m. Central, the moon does trine Venus and goes void only for an hour and a half, literally, okay? So um, from 3.45 p.m. Central on Tuesday to 5.13 p.m. Central, the moon is void, and then it enters Leo at that point at 5.13, okay? And so then we go from insular, all insular and, you know, private and cancer, and then when the moon's in Leo, it's party time. It's time to, once again, uh, like, um, who was that? Capricorn. Uh, experiencing Mercury and Taurus through their fifth house, their Leo house. That's where you, you know, you're living from an open heart. When the moon's in Leo, you're ready to party. You're ready to feel good. You're ready to share good feelings. You're generous with good feelings. You're spontaneous. You let your inner child come out and play. You're emotionally satisfied to have fun and enjoy yourself. Wherever the action is, that's where you want to be. It's a passionate area of space. It's a fire area of space. So, you're ready for the sage, you know, you're ready for your close-up and the spotlight when the moon is in Leo. No, a Leo, sound familiar? <laughs> so that's what's going to be going on t- as of Tuesday evening. And then uh, I'll fill in for you starting on Wednesday, 10.01 p.m. Central, where Mars chimes Pluto. Mars it makes the same, um, no, that was uh, Mercury and Saturn, but Mars chimes Pluto in our week ahead on Wednesday night. So I'll pick it up Wednesday afternoon when we get back on the air. Before I go, let me just, this Venus retrograde, in the week ahead, Sunday the 2nd at 6.25 p.m. Central, that's when it exactly crosses back over into the Pisces area of space. Still retrograde, so we're not out of the woods yet, but... um. You know, when it goes back into Pisces, I just want y'all to be sensitive to your emotional needs, okay? It's not the fourth house cancer, bottom of the chart, most private area of your chart, but it is a water area space. It is still dealing with emotions. Pisces is that 12th house area where we may need, you may, look, (laughs) Venus been retrograde since. April, the uh, March the 4th, okay? So, wait, let me make sure I say it that right. Yeah, March the 4th. It got in the zone on January 30th, okay? And then it stationed retrograde March the 4th. So this ain't no new rodeo we're in. 
it's just retrograding back into a different area of space. So it may feel a little different. And I'm just mentioning some of the ways you may perceive that. You may perceive that Pisces is emotional. You may perceive it in your emotions. And it's the area of space where you may perceive it in your emotions where you may be dealing with it from a more solitary or equally a solitary hill. Venus retrograde in Aries has been about self (laughs) and uh, how we are valuing ourselves in the context of these relationships. Pisces is still pretty much about self. Um, It's more selfless. Pisces is unconditional love. Pisces, Pisces is selflessness. But you can't unconditionally love anybody else if you don't love yourself in those ways. You won't have access to it. You can't give what you don't have. And so if you're not accessing unconditional love in Pisces, what you are accessing may not be that great because lower vibrational manifestations of Pisces include, you know, deception and lying, you know, and and, and false faces. Look, you can't tell. You might be dealing with any damn thing. That's why it, while Venus is in retrograde in these areas of space, you may not want to just nail that hammer in the coffin just yet. You may not want to sign your name on the dotted line in a relationship situation just yet. Um, we still, it, you know, this you could find yourself blindsided while Venus is retrograding in Pisces because you, Pisces is this area space that's talking about fantasy. It's nothing real in Pisces. It's all spiritual. It's all surreal. It's all imagination. It's all fantasy. It's all meditation. So you, your interaction with this energy is what's going to determine uh, if you're experiencing this from a place of being blindsided or put, misplacing your faith in a person or a situation with somebody or on the opposite end or on a higher vibration with Venus and Pisces, you're experiencing unconditional love for yourself when if ain't nobody around. You are you're reassessing with Venus retrograding the ways in which you unconditionally love yourself and the ways in which you um, appreciate and value yourself by practicing extreme self-care and meditation and prayer and solitude and drinking your water. They don't necessarily sound related, but I promise you it is. Your interaction with water is being reevaluated while Venus retrograde back in the Pisces, okay? Get to you some water. Charge you up some water. Drink you plenty of water. Immerse yourself in water. This is not a joke or a game. If you're accessing and engaging with this Pisces water energy, in a high vibration, like staying hydrated and allowing yourself to immerse yourself in water once a week, multiple times a week, then you don't have to worry about being blindsided or misplacing your faith because you're interacting with this energy in productive, constructive, beautiful ways that satisfy you, especially after you're giving yourself time to reassess and reevaluate and think it over again and review it and Go back to the drawing board. I'm going to leave it at that for now. Um, I don't see anybody with their hand up, so I'm going to close out the show. I, y'all go so hard. My 21-day overcome, challenge overcomers go so hard. My mama's baby, stay going hard. This, ooh, 
it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm full. I'm so happy that we foresaw what needed to take place in Pisces new moon season so we could wrap up these looming cycles. I'm going to dig more into it next week, but Venus is on an eight-year cycle too. Let me let me hip y'all to that cycle because <laughs> what you're going through right now with your relationships is not happening in a vacuum. It is on a cycle. It's on a timer. <laughs> So we can time this. That's the beauty of astrology. We can time this, and we can come. We can stay ahead, keep from having to get there, and we can look back and utilize um, these past cycles as reference points. What was going on with you in your relationship uh, during the last Venus retrograde cycle, from July 25th to September 6th of 2015? Okay, what was going on then? What was going on from December 21st, 2013 to January 31st, 2014? What was going on with your relationship? What was going on from May 15th, 2012 to June 27th of 2012? What was going on from October 8th to November 18th of 2010? How about March 6th to April 17th of 2009? What about July 27th, 2007 to September 8th, 2007? December 24th, 2005 to February 3rd, 2006, and April through July of 2004. And we'll end it on uh, September through December of 2002 and February through May of 2001. Oh, Lord, them dates is looking real familiar. I don't know about (laughs) y'all. It's all a part of the same story, y'all. This is nothing new, what you're going through. Venus retrograde. Mercury retrograde coming up on Saturn retrograde next week is just giving us some chance to review it. Do we like what the outcome we've gotten so far? Okay. Yes? Well, how can we go even harder? How can we go even further, do even better? No. Well, how can we switch it up and change it? What can we do different? How can we utilize these moon cycles like my 21-day challenge overcomers are to affect some different, some change? a different outcome, cycling through stuff that we don't want to experience again for the uh, final time. Look, <laughs> you're not coming into my new season with me. We on a, we planting seeds for a new season right now today in this new moon and Aries season for the next month and year to come. And, look, if you're, fooling, if you're thinking, thinking in terms of your relationships and Venus retrograde, for the next eight years to come. If you're thinking on times of eclipse cycles, for the, uh, we just wrapped up the Virgo Pisces for the next eight years. This is bigger than just the month ahead, and that's why I'm taking my time. I'm not in no rush. I'm Venus retrograde with it. I'm reassessing, reevaluating, take options on a, a, a call with a mama's baby this, baby this week. I said, we're not, we're not going to have the conversation we need to have in 200 sessions, let alone this one hour. So I'm not going to rush. <laughs> we're going to take it step by step. We're going to bite the, We're going to eat this elephant one bite at a time. That's what these retrograde seasons are about. Slowing down long enough to reevaluate, reassess, review, re go back over, edit, refine. Maybe you're doing it right. Maybe you're getting the results you want. Hey, 
hey, you still get an opportunity to refine some things and edit some things. Maybe you can do it even better. Everybody's retrograde is not sucking right now. Y'all hear how I got on the air. I'm, I'm, I, y'all see I'm closing the show out early. I got to go. It's airy season. I told We stay ready to go anyway and ahead of time, but it's airy season and the early bird catch the worm and all that. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my planning. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm not procrastinating on shit. No, procrastination is in the last cycle. I'm done with that. At least for every season, I'm about that stay ahead to keep from having to get ahead life, especially as it relates to these things I'm having to go back over. I don't want to deal with some of this shit again. I don't want to deal with it now another time, now another cycle. So I am doing the proactive thing and not waiting on a thing to happen or occur. I am heading it off. We are my mama's babies, my 21-day challenge overcomers, okay? So y'all stay connected. I love y'all so much. That's why I keep coming back and make sure that I am faithful, even if I can't do the whole two hours. I got to give y'all what y'all deserve, okay? So go to the episode information for this show. This is the last week for the Eclipse Wisdom special shout out and thank you, thank you, thank you for those that have already partaken in that and have set themselves up for the next six months ahead, the next cycle, and have an awareness, a better awareness and understanding of the eclipse cycle of the previous six months that they wrapped up. Y'all are powerful individuals to even desire to access that information. So kudos to you. If you want to become a mama's babies, we got two new mama's babies just in the last couple of weeks. So um, I just appreciate y'all. I'm doing my best to keep y'all updated uh, with your weekly transit reports. We get to talk every week, and you get your bonus reports on these um, uh, moon cycles and phases. So my mama's babies, they got they know what's up with their new moon in Aries before the new moon came. So they good for the whole month. They they good for the whole Aries new moon season. And uh, so it's my pleasure to continue to serve y'all in that way. If you want to subscribe, that link is there. Astro Love Gifts, if you just appreciate me coming back here every week, that's just the opportunity, $5, $10, $500, whatever spirit leads you is much appreciated, and it definitely goes back into the show. That's why I'm able to be consistent. That's why I'm able to provide accurate data and information and take my time with y'all like I really need to because astrology ain't going nowhere and it's been around and so uh, it's no it's no need to rush. We can just, you know, look, my Mercury already going into Taurus. I'm ready to just take off my shoes and walk barefoot through all this information with y'all and just enjoy it and I do and I'm, I see clearly that y'all do too. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the astro love gifts. Um, even the emails, uh, if you scroll down, you get the one-click email access to Mama Dada. Just click and email me. And a lot of people send me Astro Love gifts that way, just saying thank you. Thank you for coming back on the air. Thank you for this week's show. Thank you. Me and my mom get to listen to you this week. We love your shows. So I appreciate those Astro Love gifts too. You got the link to, um, to check in, check out the Inner Peace Lighthouse site and connect um, with Brother Ampu that way, and as well the links to listen to last week's episode because whatever week we're currently in right now, I was talking last week about today, uh, March 29th. So you can click back. Um, that link is there as well. 
Y'all go hard. I love y'all. We taking it straight to the top. When everybody else worried about this, that, and the third, we are learning these these higher symbols through the, the through words like Saturn and Mars. We're learning about larger concepts. Mars being actions and war and passion, the very energy that rules Aries that the season we're in now. And Saturn, where when you now when you're hearing Saturn, you really are thinking about responsibility and duty and and self discipline and 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 doing the hard heart smart work that's going to get you the success and the results that you want. So that's why I'm coming back here every week to do to help break this stuff down for y'all, so y'all can begin to see it in your relationships in your everyday life. See it in your dreams. Come on, the dreams gonna make more sense now that you can pick out these symbols and what they really mean and are talking about. And it's just my pleasure to do it. I'm way over the time I thought I would be talking to y'all. I got to go, and I'll <laughs> catch y'all next week. Stay connected to Mama Daughter Astrology, my astrology coach, Inner Peace Lighthouse. We love y'all. Talk to you next week. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.